Hi and welcome to Where the Margin Ends. I am Kara and joining me today is Will. We thought today we would create a bonus episode for you guys just uh, to explain a little bit about what we're doing and uh, provide a little bit of an introduction really. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to uh, go over to Will. Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for inviting me to speak a little bit, Kara. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Of course, this is your blog and your website, but I'm mm. so delighted to be here. I've done a little bit of podcasting before and I always really enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed everything we've been doing so far behind the scenes and it's been really exciting to be a part of. Um, maybe we could start by asking you a little about why you started, where the margin ends and how you see the podcast fitting into it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, where the margin ends is really a baby at the moment. It's only a month old and um, I really began it as a personal exploration for myself. Um, it was a little bit of a personal journey just to try and understand why I perceive uh, what I perceive to be normal. Um, so for example, why I think that having children is normal or for example, getting married is normal or you know, why, why I think say monogamy is normal or um, for example, eating a sort of meat-based diet is normal. Um, and I think once I started looking at these things and deconstructing them a little bit, uh, you start to realize how things are placed now where they had their uh, influence in history and and how although they come from a very good origin perhaps or there was a good reason for why these things worked that doesn't mean that they necessarily always work for a person as an individual now so i think by really exploring this idea i think we can definitely learn to live our most authentic realities the realities that we mm. really truly want to live um, and yeah, I mean, really, it's it's still a journey for me. So I cannot give anyone any sort of answers and say, hey, you know, this is this is the answer to whatever sort of journey you're on right now. And if you have any problems in your life, I'm here to solve them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. But I, I just thought it was an interesting kind of idea. And it was I, I definitely wanted to explore it more for myself. And I thought, what better way to explore these ideas than to create some sort of creative pursuit, um, create a podcast and actually talk to people about these issues. Because, you know, mm. it's one thing to have a personal belief. It's one thing to, you know, have a, a some sort of value that you want to live by or, or some sort of idea or concept that you want to sort of deconstruct a little bit for yourself. But it's another thing to actually talk to people about it. And it's another thing to actually ask people about their own perspectives and realities and experiences. Yeah. So yeah, that's really where I come from in this. And um, and yeah, I'm just so delighted that you would like to join me in this journey as Absolutely. well. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've, we've kind of decided, for anyone who doesn't know, that we're going to co-host this together and mm -hmm. um, talk to people together and, and figure these things out. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. We've come to a similar point in our lives where we want to question those narratives, where we want to break down a little bit the things that um, we have taken for granted as true or, or even as normal and uh, come to a new understanding. And I think I, I like what you said about the guests as well. I think I've realized over time that as much as we can do a deconstruction ourselves of a lot of things, mm. it's hard to truly understand something if it's not the perspective or not the situation that you're in. So yes. 
for example, to talk to someone who has gone through a transgender experience or who has gone through, who is perhaps a minority or in a specific group, to talk to them really allows you to almost uh, engage with and um, connect with their experience as part of how you can see life, see yourself, see the world. Mm. And it is a bit of a difference to maybe read a book about something versus have a conversation um, so I, I really enjoy that part of it. I think it's really exciting to be a part of it. I guess that's why we have guests almost every week, probably every week, mm-hmm. um, because we want them to bring their perspectives in. Like you said, we don't have all the answers. No, certainly and not. Yeah. Like hopefully the listeners, we're just on a journey where we want to explore and come to some new understandings of things, really. Mm. So I think it's going to be really fun to do that with our listeners, to do that with you, Cara, and uh, to just bring in interesting guests every single week who can break down or at least illuminate some of our narratives or norms or boundaries or biases in society and uh, pave kind of a new way of thinking for us a little bit. Yes, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, I think, as you said, like you, you say, like, you know, to redefine our narratives in society. And that's also another uh, part of this exploration for me that Mm. is a really interesting idea i think we don't necessarily think of our narratives as a common narrative as something that other people are doing as something that we are living by Mm. not purely just because we want to live that narrative but actually because of the expectations and pressures in society uh, to live a certain way um, for example yeah to to have kids or to get married or to live in the same place or to yeah. go to university and and create a specific career um, yeah yeah and and I think like we can very easily, live these narratives simply because that's how maybe your parents lived or you know your grandparents or your generations Mm. before you have always lived their lives and i think it's a beautiful thing there's nothing wrong with that narrative at all but i do think it's really interesting to see it as a narrative and see it for what it is as a as a particular story that you could choose to live your life by but also realize and recognize that there are other, lots of other narratives that we could also be identifying and constructing for ourselves. And really just, you know, figuring out which one suits us best, which one, mm. you know, resonates with us the most. So I think so. And I think you only really, if, if, if you stay on a train and never get off at the station, you don't know what that train is, where it's going, what it's called. And mm. I think we're hoping to do a little bit of that and just to say okay we're all on this journey we all have this most most of us have almost the same narratives or a lot of the same narratives going on in our lives whether it's like you said you you know you go to school and you go to university and you get your job maybe you get married maybe you have a child and you have a family and then you retire and then you die yes and um oh that is okay and, and absolutely not necessarily a bad way of living and i'm sure in a lot of ways we'll fulfill many of those things individually too but it would be nice if this podcast could be a little bit of a, a breather at the station where you get off the train, you know, you look and see the landscape outside, you see the train that you've decided to be on and decide, like, is this the one that I want to be on? Or is would I rather switch to another platform for a bit? Or mm. maybe I want to go back a little bit and start from somewhere else. Yes, yes, definitely. So hopefully that will be a little bit of, a, of an experience that we can go through. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully the listeners get something from it, too. Yeah, I I also think like I I started this experience Mm. primarily um, focused on gender inequality 
And I think that's, that's, true. that's actually quite a, an important part of this, uh, of this journey in a way, because I, I do think gender inequality was where it all really began. I, I noticed that there are certain norms in society which perpetuate gender inequality and perpetuate uh, a certain way of viewing gender, you know, the yeah. the stereotypes of the man being a protector, kind of strong person who must provide, and the woman, you know, caring and providing in her own way, but yeah, also very much looking after children, being a really, really like a homemaker. Yeah. Um, so that really started to make me think initially really about about the norm and why why we perceive it in this way. And that's all changing. It's we're definitely all on a path to cultural change, but the messages are so strong. And I think primarily they are this way because we've only really had a hundred years of uh, a woman having the right to vote or or a woman working or or any of those sort of things, really, you know. And when you have such a strong cultural message for thousands of years, it's going to take a long time before we see a real shift in in cultural and societal patterns. So that that made me think initially, and then I started to uh, become broaden out a little bit, and I mm. thought, actually, no, it's not just gender inequality. There's a lot of unhealthy things that we take for granted, things that are really simply yeah they're just they're just unhealthy um yeah. in the way that we perceive them um some norms are absolutely fine but other ways that we perceive the world and the ways that we perceive the norm are just extraordinarily um unhelpful um in some ways discriminatory and yeah they they do not serve anyone really i think that's true i would argue at least yeah so. i think that's true and i mean to tease a slight bit of a conversation that we will have with uh kanishka sikri um we did also find that um when we discussed it with her essentially when we discussed this idea discussed you know our desire to look at gender narratives and then broaden it out a little bit she really came up with a really nice way of thinking about it i think that that resonated with us which was that everyone has maybe a core norm or core oppression or core um, difficulty that is essential to how they feel in a specific situation so um her example was that she finds that it's her femaleness it's it's her being a woman which is maybe mm. her primary difficulty or, or brings up the most um what she called micro violences and and comments or stereotypes in her family home but then she steps outside and she found that it was her race that comes more into the fore because it's how people act on the street or how people, how the media relates to her in that way. And what she's really getting at with that is that all of these difficulties, also norms, also narratives and also good things as well, intersect in different ways. And to yes. only focus on one, we could do 100 episodes on, on gender alone, but we found that only focusing on one almost takes away from that. It because excludes the actual excludes, matter. It does. and it, The it bare doesn't, bones of the situation. And there's always an intersection and always a connection between those different um, qualities and different difficulties as well, so, such as race and gender. Yes. And so we can't exclude them. 
we also can't predefine what is the most important to someone that we're going to speak to or what's no. the most important to us in a given scenario either. Absolutely. Yeah. So really excited that it's, it's kind of opened up a little bit since then. And um, I think it's really brought variety and, and a lot of authenticity to the podcast already. Yeah, it's only a yeah. couple of episodes. Yeah. Again, so. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it, it would be honest for both of us to say that this is really we don't know where this is going to take us yeah. we don't know where this is going to take you and um we can only hope that it brings us in directions of new learning in a in a teaching learning process and in a place where we can begin to really understand aspects of our identity almost aspects of what serves us what doesn't serve us um and whether or not we choose to live by you know the 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 standards the uh, of mm. norm you know the normal standards in society um because yeah at least in the west the normal normal society not to generalize at all but i suppose if you do generalize a little bit it's very white it's very heteronormative it's very mm. monogamous it's very um quite patriarchal yeah um i know there's there's a lot of problems with these words because I think people also use them in a, an attack mode. Um, so they are words that I would be careful to use because mm-hmm. I do think they can cause a lot of defensiveness and a lot of uh, ill feelings yeah. among people. And that's not what this is about at all. But I do think it's important to understand that there are certain way norms, there are certain narratives um, and they're not necessarily bad, but when we only live by them and when we only think about them in this way, uh, they can they can become a little bit destructive, especially yeah. for people who don't have the option to live like they're this. They're sort of exclusionary to the they self are. as yeah. well as to other people, I find. You know, they, they narrow down our view of what we can be, but also very much what other people in our society can 100%. be. 100%. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, for me, from my personal experience... I have always kind of been on a little bit of a path of feeling like I don't really fit the normal stereotypes. Um, I think I never felt like I had much of a, a nationality uh, or a national identity purely because I was a, a third nation kid, you know. I, I grew up in South Africa for a little bit. I moved to Ireland. I My mother was German. I am living in Belgium now. And so that already always perplexed me, the idea of feeling like you belong to a country and having a national identity and praising whatever country you come from. Mm. And so already this aspect of my identity caused me to step back a little bit and go, okay, well, this is, I'm clearly not seen as normal in my own mm. origins, I suppose. And um, it already caused me to to question that narrative. And there are so many narratives. So. Yes, it is broad, and yes, it's going to be definitely a challenge, but uh, I think it's a challenge that we can both really embrace, and that will definitely lead us in directions that we never even imagined. So it's exciting. I'm really, really excited to be on this journey with you, Will, and for anyone else who would like to join us, you know, get yourself a cup of coffee and uh, (laughs) join the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, Will... um, I, I was wondering if you'd like to explain a little bit your background, um, where, 
how you know what got you to this point and why you decided to to join me as a co-host yeah, that's a good question thank you i think i've had um kind of winding journey to this point i studied psychology um for four years i also minored in literature and i've been writing for a long time as well so i really do think that the reflection process is really important obviously my studies of psychology help inform my understanding of kind of social issues, um, personal issues, individual issues, and make me kind of interested in these topics as well about how can we live our lives? What is the best way? What are the optimal ways? How can we, I suppose, have healthy ways of relating to ourselves and to other people? Mm -hmm. um, I've studied some, or I, I've worked, sorry, in um, therapy groups. So I've seen also the impact and in a lot of ways, the negative impact of certain things, like especially gender narratives and um, kind of gender stories that we tell other people um, in, in, for example, eating disorder groups and things like that. Mm, mm, um, and okay. how it can really actually have not just kind of personal and emotional consequences or social consequences, but can actually, you know, maybe not directly, but be a big part of something that can lead to serious illness and even death in case of something like an eating disorder. So, or depression even. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think so there's, there's direct consequences as there, well. There um, are. And, and it makes it, it makes it powerful to speak about these things and hopefully um, can open up the issues a little bit for people, because I think we can drown sometimes in the idea of what our life should be yes and if there's even a chance of opening that up a little bit for people i'd love to do that and just to to say that it's okay really to yeah feel out who you are and to try to live that especially if it's different to be honest oh, because absolutely. it's the only way yeah. other people will ever change as well. and i think i think one of my core beliefs is definitely that you know the the first step to affecting any sort of change is to simply have some sort of awareness yeah. um on your your cultural or your social surroundings um if you're looking to affect social change that is i mean if if you're looking to affect environmental change or any other sort of sort of activism um i i'm not speaking for that necessarily but i do think if it's something that's social looking inwards is just as important as looking outwards and looking at the problems outside of yourself because we internalize a lot of the external world and we often forget to to really look inwards and say oh yeah. okay maybe that doesn't actually belong to me mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I i do think awareness comes first and by by becoming aware even of something like gender issues or gender norms or or the roles that we put on people's gender we can better understand how to change these things from the inside out and eventually come to a place of activism if that's yeah. if that's what you want you know but definitely there's sort of that move from just reacting or spending your life reacting or following to hopefully spending it a little bit more aware understanding mm. yourself understanding what you want and even if you don't know what you want right now and i i can tell you i don't really um <laughs> you know hopefully 50 podcasts down the line maybe things are a little bit clearer at least there's certain things which open my mind or your mind and we can yeah we can see and view a little bit differently and, and at least embrace it as uh, as a way of living because I'm, oh, I'm finding that already just reaching out to people you start to see that there's so many different ways to live your life yeah and so I many think, of which are meaningful I think there are so many ways that we could live our lives that sometimes yeah. it can feel overwhelming and the <laughs> easiest solution is to simply live the way everyone in your immediate vicinity is living their life because mm -hmm. 
it's just so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time, yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, 100%. Mm. Um, and I think it's something that we sort of touched upon a little bit uh, with Robin Hauser's podcast, which will come up soon, um, on implicit bias and the idea that we all hold certain biases yeah. because that's how we learn. We 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 learn through categories we learn through different elements of language to know what a table is what a chair is and eventually we put that together and before even seeing a table or a chair we can have a, an idea in our mind and say that's what a table is you know yeah um what doesn't help is when you have a bias where you where you have a certain bias for something like, you know, someone's sexual orientation or gender expression or race or, you know, someone's ethnicity. Um, yeah. And yeah, so there's there's sort of good and bad biases, right? Um, but yeah, what I remember what you were saying was that we do that. We do this. Uh, we, we create these sort of pathways or almost shortcuts in our brain yeah. so that we can we don't have to expend so much energy, right? At least, I mean, you could probably explain this a little bit better than me, but... No, but exactly, you're absolutely right. I think our brain's always looking for shortcuts, looking for ways to categorize information because it's it expends the most energy of any muscle mm. or part of our body by far. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it can save a little bit of energy, especially in kind of menial tasks, like let's put a bunch of chairs together and put a bunch of tables on the other side of the room. It's not going to look for the, the type of wood used for the chair or whatever it's just going to look for this thing looks pretty much like a chair i'll put it in that corner and yes. it's a useful way of of uh you know if we didn't do that honestly like our brains would basically overheat and um we would have to just, <laughs> we just eat internally and eat combust like, all of the time yeah we just combust basically yeah, actually yeah. a hypothesis around that which is pretty strong <laughs> that basically we can't really do much more with our brains you know the whole like 10 we only use 10 percent of the, our brains thing is pretty yeah. Isn't great science at all because essentially if we were to use or have bigger brains it would very likely just basically overheat. Yes. Uh, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a funny image. Yeah. But, but but I think along with that then is the other element which is also beneficial to those those ways of almost stereotyping information, which is that we can react quicker a lot of the time. So mm. if we learn from a young age that if you see a tiger, um, you should run. You don't have to spend the key five seconds before the tiger jumps on you. Yeah, well, you'd thinking. be eaten up by that point. Yeah, you? exactly. You don't need to spend that time thinking, oh, is this a tiger, a panther, a jaguar? Maybe it's not even a mammal. Maybe you it's know? not dangerous at all. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's, it's not... just super cuddly. Yeah, yeah, I want to get to know it. So instead yeah. we run, right? Or we freeze yeah, in some situations. Yeah, and that, that would be a bias. You have a bias towards tigers. You, th you see a oh, tiger, you say tiger one. is dangerous. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but. Yeah those we we now live in a global social culture and it's pretty important to be honest to move past those biases and, and to try to at least confront them and say well where's this coming from is this a legitimate thing to feel is it yeah. legitimate and fair to feel scared of a tiger um or to feel a certain way about a certain person because of a certain facet of their individualism yes absolutely. i think most of the time it's probably not and it's at least worth addressing and and trying to figure out where that's coming from yeah because what I often find is the surprising element of this is that we have these biases and stereotypes and prejudices towards other people and other things. Mm. But I think almost every single one that we have towards other people kind of leads itself into some sort of bias and prejudice we have against parts of ourselves as well. Mm, so okay. it's beneficial not just for 
how we relate to other people, I think, but also how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the point of sort of spontaneous combustion, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another reason we may not necessarily choose to always look at lots of different ways of living life is because if we were to look at every single opportunity and every single possible different alternative that we could have, I feel like I would just shatter up into pieces, right? <laughs> you just you just disappear, dissipate yeah. immediately in front of everyone's eyes. So it's like, no, I'm gone now, you know? <laughs> um, so it is it is a challenging question. It's a challenging thing to say, okay, well, let's have a look at different alternatives and different narratives and different perspectives and perceptions of reality. Because really... It, it, do we have time for that? You know, <laughs> how question. how is our brain? How are our brains going to sort of, you know, create shortcuts in in that scenario? Or how are our brains going to cope with so much information? And there is an information overload, like there, you know, that yeah. that exists. So it is interesting, and it's something that I again I don't have the answer to. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, I do think that we have an incredible. Um, ability to learn. I we think do. that our learning abilities are beyond uh, imagination in terms of how much we can actually uh, internalize in terms of information. And, you know, uh, you may not think it, but we have internalized so much information over the years. And not all of that is very helpful. So really, this is an opportunity to take back the information that you actually want to internalize. Yeah. Take back the information that actually resonates with you and holds true to your values and your core beliefs um, and doesn't it doesn't cause some sort of, ooh, what's the word? Like, <sighs> collision almost, yeah, you know, like with, your, with your own beliefs and your own feelings. So like, I agree. Yeah. And I think first time around when you're listening to the podcast and when we're also having conversations with people, it's really important to listen to those things that feel like a collision. Like yes. That also clash where you, you hear something or hear like, a certain no, no, way no, someone no, sees no, life. That's not me. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. And ask ask yourself why, hopefully we'll do the asking, but ask yourself as well why you feel that way, why, yes. why this is not okay or why 100%. this is okay. And yes. um, that's really the exciting stuff, I think. It's the exciting stuff because I think as well we do naturally have uh, s s certain biases we do we don't want to believe it if you ask people on the street they're all going to say no i don't have any biases you know but we <laughs> all have implicit internal innate biases unconscious bias yeah and so by by looking at things that maybe seem threatening to you um, or maybe they just literally collide with your own world beliefs. It's also important to kind of understand, well, what is this now? Am I afraid of it? Mm. Because there's some sort of part of my brain going, oh, tiger, ah, I better <laughs> run away because that's new and scary. And, you know, in, in, in some case, maybe, maybe it's the right thing to do. Maybe it's the right thing to run away from the tiger. But in another case, perhaps it's simply fear. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing the same. There have definitely been conversations where we've kind of wondered, wow, well, this is not something that I would have ever thought I could or would want to do in my life. Um, and uh, I think we've had definitely had conversations where we've kind of wondered, wow, I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about this at all. But in taking the time to reflect and in taking the time to really understand the issue in different perspective, mm you can decide whether it's a perspective that you want to align with Absolutely. or a perspective that you can understand and say, 
I respect that you have this perspective in your life and I love what you're doing. Or, you know, maybe I hate what you're doing, but I respect it. It's not for me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really the value of, of bringing on people and just letting them tell us their story, letting them tell us generally their area of expertise or knowledge and, uh, and sort of why it is that it's important to them and why it might be important to us as well mm. or to anyone who's listening. Um, it definitely breeds a bit of compassion, I think, when you can just at least give time to different ideas, different people, and um, try to feel out what you're feeling rather than just reacting to it. So yes, yes. It's powerful, absolutely. Mm. Okay, I think we will finish with a little conversation then, if you'd like, about mm. boundaries as well, because we've talked a lot about kind of this explosive, like bringing in ideas. Yes moving forward taking a little bit of this a little bit of that and feeling where we're at mm, mm -hmm. i know you wanted to discuss a little bit about boundaries before we start in which is quite a healthy thing to do i think because yes. we're almost entering into a bit of a relationship with our listeners here as well so yes perhaps yes. you'd like to tell me a little bit about how you see boundaries fitting into this project definitely yeah so initially i was thinking of a name for this project and it was you know, it was a little bit of a challenge, as names always are, because, uh, you know, you only got one and you wanted to want to make it a good yeah. one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Can't um, backtrack after 57. Yes, it's like, actually, no, I've decided the name is not going to be this. I, I thought maybe, you know, buttercup banana flower would be better now because <laughs> I, like I don't that. know. I, I've decided this is the way I want to live my life, you know? <laughs> um, no, but I chose the name Where the Margin Ends. Partially because, you know, I like the, the you know, books that say, like, where the something is, you know, like, yeah. where the wild things are. Just, Beautiful. like, things like, wow, you're, like, you're being, like, swept on a journey, you know? And, That's like, true. yeah, I just, I suppose, like, the idea of where the something is also gives you a, a certain idea that, like, perhaps we don't know necessarily where it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a way to discover and redefine it and is. explore. It's like this uh, creative exploratory process right yeah. to find where there's something yeah absolutely so <laughs> where the margin is 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 the name of of the of my blog and my podcast and um i initially chose margin uh because it made me think of marginalized and it made me think of margins in terms of a boundary and in terms of mm. uh a line almost you know where <laughs> you go as far as the line and then the line stops and that's where you end and i thought well wouldn't it be great if we could understand where it ends where things continue mm. and where we want to align ourselves in in this this almost line <laughs> i can't quite describe it it's there's a clear visual in my head but um i'm not sure if i'm really getting that out there um so i looked up the definition of margin and i found a beautiful definition that says a margin is a limit or a condition in a process beyond or below which something is no longer possible or acceptable so it's a limit it's a limitation a margin yeah. is something that limits you and perhaps this limitation is because something is not acceptable or because it's not possible. And the question is, is it not acceptable because of society, um, because of some sort of social, uh, cultural construct? Or is it not acceptable because 
you feel that it's not acceptable. Yeah. Um, that you feel externally that people perhaps would have judgments on you or you would feel shame if you chose to walk a different path. So um, I thought that's a, that, that would be an interesting idea to explore. Um, when I was thinking of margins, I thought, yes, it's, it's sort of the boundaries that we create either for ourselves or have been created uh, by someone else or yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, either historically or in the present day. Mm-hmm. But a margin is also something that we already possess um, and we already have some sort of boundary. And it's really important to also have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so as you said, like when we are exploding out and zooming out and saying, oh, well, there's these ways of living life and there's these different perspectives and perceptions and realities and perhaps these realities will resonate with us too, there's also an important part of the process in which we also have to look inwards and say, well, where do my boundaries lie? How far am I willing mm. to go? And, and how will I partake in this journey in a way that still stays true to my own values and my own identity? Uh, so yeah. I think I think there's a little bit of push and pull on this one because I do think you know it's yeah it's a little bit ironic you want to like mm. look at the push the boundaries as far as possible and see where the boundaries end up and and kind of explore different socio-cultural boundaries that there are in in our environments Definitely. but at the same time you also have to realize that there are also healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and there are are healthy boundaries that we should always at least i do i think we we should maintain in in our relationships and the way we interact with people mm-hmm. um to stay true to ourselves and authentic to our own realities and and also to the journeys that we take and and the paths that we create for ourselves definitely and it's it's sort of in that exploratory process we're trying to break down those narratives but it's not necessarily so that exactly so that there's mm. no boundaries but it's often to actually say well why does the boundary exist in this way and are there other ways of also defining one a boundary or are there also other ways of being in relationship with yourself or with other people or with society in some way yeah. um, that perhaps is a healthier way of looking at it or, or at least a different way? Mm-hmm. Um, or is the boundary that you've already set up perfectly acceptable to you and happy and does it make you happy right now? Yes, and, um, absolutely. I think that's valuable. Yeah, and I think for me, my personal boundary is that I want to explore. I want to open mm-hmm. myself up to different ways of living. But I also want to stay true to myself. That's my boundary. I want to stay true to my own, uh, not even beliefs, because I think beliefs and um, concepts constantly change. But the values that I have in myself, the values of remaining uh, sort of as compassionate as I can be Mm. and respecting other people's ways of living without necessarily having to take them on. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, but also being open to, you know. Mm. Um, so, it's kind yeah. of that non-judgmental process where you're you're there, you're with that other person and you just hear their story. And if it f- feels right for you at that point, maybe it's something that you explore. If not, it's not something you push away it, mm. because it's just something that you're letting into your space. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty beautiful. And I did want to ask, ask you as well, because this is another thing that we have talked about in relation to margins is that the idea of the where the margin ends I think as well um from what I gathered at least in our conversations is that it refers also and it's great in that way because there's Mm, a couple of meanings to 
where does the margin as in difference between maybe groups in society yes like where can we reach a point of essentially equality you know where the margin ends equality can begin right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so i i think that's it's got a bit of a double barrel meaning um there's boundaries but there's also the question of where can indifference end where can we Mm. come to a place of instead of seeing other groups of people as they seeing everyone as us and as humans and yeah. and understanding people for people and not for the the different uh, differences that they essentially you know have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we'll be keeping in mind essentially that this process is kind of moving towards you know can we have a society which is equal? Can we have a place in ourselves and in in our relationship to other people that is less judgmental? Is has healthy boundaries in it and Mm, um mm -hmm. i I don't know i think that's going to punctuate the podcast quite well it's going to give us a sense of sort of direction i don't think we're going to get to that point um probably ever in our lifetime no 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 not at all (laughs) like i think it would be very egotistical to say we have all the answers (laughs) come next uh you know listen listen to our podcast next week to find all the answers to your life and in equality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'd have to finish after the second episode then. Yes, absolutely. Sad. Yeah, it'd be really sad. <laughs> but it is a process. And, and I think, you know, if, if our listeners also want to get involved in that in some way or have suggestions or have, um, you know, something that they'd like us to explore, something that they think is an important issue that we haven't touched on yet, that's where help us, you know, help us punctuate the journey, help us move forward and explore new things um, yeah, and reach out absolutely. to us and that's that's really the kind of the heartbeat i think of, of the podcast yeah. but i think yeah it's it's definitely the heartbeat of the podcast and through conversation we can really begin to at least tackle these ideas um, just a little bit and and see where it ends us up where the margin ends, where the margin ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so we have decided to release this podcast on March the 8th for International Women's Day mm-hmm. um, purely because we kind of thought, well, it started from a place of trying to understand gender inequality a little bit. And then we also realized, well, what better day to to release it on than, than a day where like... Um, Essentially, uh, yeah, a day where we celebrate everyone's mothers everyone's, everyone's mothers, daughters, daughters um, friends sisters. friends women's we, <laughs> women's <laughs> we we all know a woman so yeah i we think do. i think we can share that all in common and i think it's a it's a beautiful day to celebrate um so yes i i do hope you enjoy our first podcast with akamia deadweiler yeah absolutely check that one out yes definitely and um yeah we look forward to seeing you there we do and weekly from there there will be podcasts released on spotify itunes basically wherever you want to get it you'll find it also (laughs) on the site and keep an eye on the site because cara and others are always writing really interesting blogs generally more regularly than as well yes so yeah, it's community there's an instagram there's a facebook we'll link it somewhere. oh and um also for the wonderful music that you're hearing in the background that is my lovely brother kieran thompson or kieran nissen one and the same uh, <laughs> and um yeah you should definitely go check him out uh he's got some amazing music and, he does. Uh, he's also a sound engineer so if you have any sort of you know gigs or things that you want to like put into motion for that sort of lifestyle he is absolutely the guy he's the guy yes (laughs) okay well bye bye see you next week see you next week